Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. You have found the middle of somewhere. I am going to be, you want to find me outside of your earbuds or AirPods or whatever you're listening through, uh, I will be in New York City. New York City! New York City! I'll, I'll be in New York City at Gotham Comedy Club, Nova, uh, no, October 11th October. and 12th. At that the Batman true. Club. At the Batman Club. And then I'm off to Germany. And there will there. be no shows there. Uh-uh. And then I'm gonna, after that, I'm going to be in San Diego. The, uh, so November 5th, San Diego. First show sold out. We added a Ooh. second show if you want to grab some oh. tickets. Then I'm going to be in Brea, California. The day after that, November 6th. Then November 7th and 8th, I'm back in Salt Lake City. Nobody sings there. <laughs> yeah, they do. They all sing. Have you seen Book of Mormon? I think that's about them told through oh. song. Oh, maybe Remember, right. next week is our big questions episode. You got one more week to get your questions in, and I need to let everybody know uh, we've read a lot of them, and they are insulting. So maybe dial it back a fucking notch. I don't know that Chad and I need our feelings hurt with every single question that's written. <laughs> well, I also don't get my feelings hurt. So, Oh, big tough Chad. That's right. Well, listen. No, big girls don't cry. Yeah, I got it. It's, it's not I about get it. that. Yep. It's just about... I'm not going to let someone else steal my happiness. I've been okay. to therapy after my divorce, and that's how you're supposed to live your life. <laughs> Middle of somewhere pod at gmail.com. And guess what else? What? We have our third guest today, and we didn't even have to call anybody into the studio because it is Hay Bales. Hay Bales. We're learning about Hay Bales. You've heard him laugh in the background, but now let's learn a little something about him. This is about to rock your world. Turn it up. Let's start the show. Hey, everybody. This is Chad Daniels. This is the Middle of Somewhere podcast. Across from me is Siagra, Cialis. Bummer, I'm here. <laughs> and in the corner, as always, but today with a microphone, it's Hey Bales. DJ Hey Bales. Work, 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 work. And wore a shirt of the club that we came up at, Acme Comedy Club, which he used to work at, finally understanding that he has found a way to dress in a manner that we have no comment. It is so interesting because he has absolutely... It's like when somebody's on America's Got Talent and then they, they do exactly what Simon asked them to do the next round. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's how I feel Hey Bales is dressing. Yeah. Where he's like, I did listen to your critique. I appreciated it. I was upset when you said it, but I took the week to think about it. And so I lost the background music. It's about time. And it turns into an Acme shirt. It's about <laughs> time. Oh, that's awesome. I got to tell you this. So listen, Chad's in public. Chad's in public. In public. Uh, but I was only in public because my hotel door was open. Okay. Where's this? What is, what's... I'm in Philadelphia, born and raised. No, yep. I'm in Philadelphia. I'm in my hotel. The, the air exchange... Where you spent most of your days? Right. It's, the air exchange is leaking. And uh, so I call the front desk and I say, hey, this isn't bothering me, but I'm, it's really humid outside. I'm assuming you got like a hose clogged up up here. So if you want to send someone up, great. If you don't, not going to bug me, but it might ruin your ceiling. Mm -hmm. So the guy comes up and he is 
the quietest person I've ever met. And I'm sitting there doing the puzzles in the paper. Got it. Right? And uh, just to get my brain started. I get it. I'm a big Sudoku crossword guy. Yep. And so I'm doing the crossword. And uh, I asked him how he was. He answered, good. I said, do you need anything? He answered, no. Okay. So now he's got his head. He's on a ladder up in the air exchange. And I go, hey, man, do you know a four-letter word where goats hang out? (laughs) And he goes, what? And I go, just, hey. No, I don't need the attitude. Just looking for a four-letter word where goats hang out. And he goes, what are you asking me? I go, I'm working on a crossword. And he goes, no, I don't know what that would be. And I go, all right. Uh, how about a six-letter word? A is the second letter. Uh, coffee grinds? Does that make any sense to you? And he goes, I don't, what are you doing? And I was just like, listen, that's still leaking, so you need to work on that, but I also need some help with my crossword puzzle. And he was so confused by all of it. I laughed. I wish, I wish that I would have set up a camera, bef- like my phone, before mm-hmm. he came in to get Like this a nanny me. cam situation. Because he was absolutely... He kept pulling his head out, like when you're a little kid asking your dad questions, just like, God damn it, I'm working here. He's working on the car. He keeps sliding out. Ridiculous. I have have a public thing, but it's not the same. There's a big argument in my my household right now, and uh, I know given my stance on diaper changing, I'm not going to make a lot of friends right now, but I like to pee outdoors. Okay. When the weather is nice... I like to pee outdoors, and I like... What I about when the weather outside is frightful? It depends how frightful. Okay. If we're talking medium frightful, I'll pee outside. Severely frightful, I'm not taking any chances. I got you. Jenna is, is really not having it, and now she's involved other members of my family to tell me how incorrect of a behavior it is. I'm not doing it on somebody else's driveway. I go into our backyard... And I pee on the lawn. And let me tell you something. One. Oh, my God. You are a fucking animal. Well, I'm not saying. Here's the thing. It's not like, I, I, if, it's not like I'm in the house and then I go onto the backyard. But if I get home in the car and I'm like, I got to go inside and pee, I'm going to stop in the backyard and pee. Pee by a tree. Here's the thing. It's good for the environment. Is that proven? It's a, every time you flush the toilet. It's are you a, a cabinet member? I, I might be. I'm trying to change. You know what? I'm thinking about Olivia and Isaac right now. I don't want our world to die. I, when you flush the toilet, it's a gallon and a half of water. And let's say I pee outside three times a day. Okay. That's four and a half gallons. Take that times 365 days a year, which, you know, again, there's some frightful ones in there that I don't get it done. So let's say 300. I'm saving... 1,200 gallons of water a day, a year. What, what are you doing right now, Jenna? What are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're going into my car complaining that I have too many water bottles in my car, and then you're throwing them in the garbage can instead of the recyclables. So she's a villain and I'm a hero. Can I tell you I'm you a said- hero for peeing outside. I care about our planet. I'm basically Captain Planet. So... Captain Planet isn't real. And then also, when you looked at me and said, what are you doing, Jenna? I thought you fucking snapped and thought I was your wife. I really did. Answer for, what are you doing? I'm talking to a lawyer about divorce proceedings. My husband pees off the deck like a fucking three-year-old. 
<laughs> There's no way a three-year-old could pee off our deck. The railing's too high. I have twin. I have twin nephews that are five years old, and yeah. they live out on a peninsula on a lake. And okay. Absolutely, they like their neighbors don't live close, so mm -hmm. they're. My sister's raising them like animals, <laughs> and they pee outside. And when they come to where I live, they'll pee outside in my front yard and think it's just fine. Yeah. And just like you. Yeah. And then these these. They are sound two, like a couple environmentalists. These are well. I know that they're two wiener high fivers. <laughs> Because they love that shit. They go, hey, let's wiener high five. And then they touch dicks. <laughs> but they're twins. So you're like, oh, that's gay. No, it's not. Same they're dick. Twins. Yeah, they're, they're just twins. twins. They just have a special connection. Same DNA. Yeah, special connection, tip of their dicks. <laughs> I have to tell you, first of all, <clears throat> I'm with Jenna on that. You okay. should just be peeing outside. Now, should anyone listen to me about anything? No, they shouldn't. Because I'd like to tell you what happened to me on an airplane. I okay. was sitting next to uh, a lady, and as I'm, we're getting off the plane, I check all the pockets in the seat in front of me to make sure I have everything, right? Yeah. And she goes, ooh, you're being careful. And I go, yep. The problem I have is I will tuck things places and forget about it. Like I tend to tuck my phone under my leg mm -hmm. a lot, and yep. I have forgotten it in Ubers, and I have forgotten it on airplanes, and just kind of anywhere I've ever been, I've forgotten my phone. And you shouldn't do that because cancer. But keep going. No, oh, I'm uh, I'm aging at a at a rate that. <laughs> bring it on. I'll be gone in four years. Um, <laughs> so we're talking about, and she goes, "Oh, my son, my son does something like that. My son actually has to put all his electronics in a bright orange bag when he's on the airplane so he doesn't forget it. And I go, I would never do that. That seems crazy. <laughs> and then I got off the plane and I left. And then today, when I was grabbing my headphones out of my backpack to do this podcast, <laughs> it felt a little light. My headphones case felt a little fucking light because my headphones were tucked in between my leg and the armrest on the plane. And that's where they stay. Do we need to get you a neon bag? I fucking don't have headphones. As I was telling her, I like to tuck my phone under my leg. And then while I'm having this conversation, my headphones are up against my leg and I don't grab them. Oof. What in the fuck? Yeah. You know what I should do? I should start peeing anywhere. I should start peeing inside like a Target. Not a Walmart, because I think actually it's probably acceptable if you pee in a Walmart. But if you, like, just in a grocery store, I'm going to pee. I'm going to pee next to a man changing a baby on the gate of his car. And I'll tell you why. Because then I'm going to get arrested, and then all my shit will be in one little cell, and I won't ever forget it. I'm so tired of being an idiot, it really bugs me. All right, listen. We have a guest. People have reached out to us. They're big... Our audience is a big hay bales group. Right. They They're, love they love uh, hay bales. They love your laugh in the background. They love when you chime in. <laughs> a lot of people want to know what you look like. And I'm just like, I don't it's not my job to send yeah. pictures. No, I'm not, yeah, I'm not I'm not sending anything. <laughs> I, the reason that we've been waiting to let people get to know hay bales, but he has been uh, he's gone through some interesting life not changes, but developments lately, and he wanted to tell, him, tell us about them, and we're like, all right, let's, let's see if this works. Yeah, if there's any two people on planet Earth that others really want to share their deepest, darkest secrets with, 
It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's. I couldn't even finish that with a straight face. Can you imagine thinking, "Hey, something crazy's happened in my life. I'm going to tell Sai and Chad about it while they talk into microphones to a large crowd of humans." Uh uh-uh, uh Especially since, well, Chad's been hurt by people in his life, and his only defense mechanism is humor. So this should be great. And sai has been feeling wrong a lot lately, and he needs to be right. <laughs> Well, I look forward to this. Uh, if I may, I would prefer Hey Bale start with the bike story. Well, first, should we tell everybody? We've known Hey Bale, so we both came up at Acme Comedy Company, and Hey Bales was originally an usher at Acme Comedy Company, right, Hey Bales? Yes, I was. That's my usher. That's how. That, oh, that was. Was that usher? I don't know. Was that. What were you doing? Pony by Genuine there? Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was doing. I, <laughs> I only love that stripped song. to two songs, and that's one. <laughs> the other one's Usher. So then, and he went, you went to music school, right, Hey Bales? Yep. I have a degree in music and entertainment business. And now that has led you all the way to producing a <laughs> podcast for how many dollars a week do you make on this? Uh, zero. Yep. And, uh, and so. To be fair, Sai, how much do you make on this podcast? Uh, what uh, I don't know. What do you make? Like 15, 16 grand a month? <laughs> I'm, oh, I don't make anything. What's happening? I make zero dollars. I didn't all... even get a cum rag towel from like, Brian. <laughs> That's true. Well, we... just to be fairness, Chad and I both left ours in your vehicle. You just haven't found them yet. Yeah, and mine, pretty crusty. <laughs> hey, Bales, you recently had your uh, you recently had an issue with your bicycle. Uh, yeah, so recently had my bike. Hold on just a second. <laughs> what are, what is this, uh, Moose and Chuck in the morning? What the, f- what kind of fucking lead-in was that? Hey, I feel like I nailed that. <laughs> a lot of people don't know, like, when you're on morning radio as a comedian, they always go, hey, what jokes can we start you off at? And then you're like, uh, I don't know, I guess you could talk about my kids and they'll be like so chad i was re- i was reading on the internet you have children what is that like i mean it's so ridiculous chad isn't 13 a weird year have you heard of these things periods go on <laughs> uh, yeah like uh i'm done on this radio show period <laughs> I like how we brought hay bales on and we're just never going to let him talk. But I have to tell you, I never change my bio. So I have like, I'll go on to a radio show to do morning radio and they'll be like, Sai, it says here you won the uh, best comic award for the rooftop festival for online content in 2008. You're like, yep, that's me. That is, that is me. Uh, yeah, I just just quickly, and we will let Hay Bales on. Although the what funniest, a bit. E- what a bit, funniest episode ever is to keep introducing <laughs> him and not letting him on. I wish we would have thought of that. Oh, so tell us about this bicycle, Chad. Do you like bicycles? I love bicycles. I, I had a bike when I was younger, and uh, his name was Snaps. <laughs> Snaps the bicycle. A lot of ladies love that bike. So I just want to tell you one more thing. Mm-hmm. Henry Phillips is one of the, I don't use the word genius in comedy very often, but yes. I think he is an absolute genius. He uh, has a guitar on stage once in a while. He can go without guitar. He's got two movies. Uh, Punching the Clown is one of them. So, so funny. He's incredible. And uh, he was on radio one time, and they asked him, how can we lead you in? And he goes, oh, ask me about uh, my dad water skiing in France. So funny. And then they come back on, they go, Henry, so, uh, you know, I read online that your dad was water skiing in France. Tell us about that. And he goes, well, 
My dad died water skiing. <laughs> Is that the greatest burn of all time? This dude, he also has a thing on YouTube called Henry's Kitchen. Yep. You, go watch it. It's the funniest like fake cooking show in the world. So please check that out, Henry's Kitchen on YouTube. He is the absolute best. And Punching the Clown is unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's if you know anything about comedy or want to learn about the insides of comedy, it's fantastic. Now, hey Bills, tell us about your bike. Uh yeah, so I have a bicycle. I live in an apartment building. Uh it's not a great apartment building. <laughs> But so I've been leaving all summer. I've been leaving my bicycle out there on the rack with uh, just this like wire lock that I had. Not super secure, but enough that if someone wanted to steal my bike, they would be like, man, is it really worth my What do you mean wire lock? Like one of those combination, like the loop de loop. The one that has like a like a it's plastic like a coil coating around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I well, just so we're clear, I love you, hay bales. But if I found out that by wire lock you meant that you like bent a clothes hanger <laughs> around your bicycle to it, I wouldn't. Be, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, it was a real lock, but not super secure. If anyone was motivated to steal my bike, so. Okay. One morning, it's raining out, um, so I'm about to head to work, and I'm going to bring my bike in before I go so it doesn't get all wet, and then I'm going to drive to work. Uh, so I walk out of my back door, turn to the left, and look at the bike rack, and my bike is gone. I didn't spend a whole lot of money on the bike and really just used it to get <laughs> back and forth to work and home when I wanted to. So it wasn't a huge loss. Texted my landlord and was like, hey, just so you know, I'm not super concerned about this, but my bike was stolen. Maybe let everyone know who has bikes that they actually really do care about to bring them inside so that doesn't happen to them. And, and maybe and maybe call the people with wire locks first. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He seems to be targeting wire locks. <laughs> yeah, so the, the lock was cut. The lock was still there. It was still locked, but someone just took that, wire that, cutters. That checks out to me. And just cut it in half. Mm -hmm. Um so I'd like a week passes and I'm not even really thinking about it anymore. I watched Craigslist for a couple days and Facebook Marketplace. You were trying to uh, you were trying to perform so, yeah. a sting. So yeah, I ever I think everyone's Dude. probably seen that. Uh, Why would you not call me? That is so up my alley. <laughs> There's a story that's gone Size around. Size a fake cop. He could have helped you. <laughs> I could have absolutely helped you. Yeah. So I saw. There's a girl that story has circulated around the internet. Who she had her bike stolen and met the guy who stole it at a McDonald's and she went to take it for a test ride and just fucking took off. Um, I wanted to do that because that sounds really funny. But okay. didn't see it on Facebook, didn't see it on Craigslist, just sort of forgot about it. One night I get home from work and I'm pulling into my parking lot and sort of look towards my the bike rack, not really expecting anything, but just sort of haphazardly looking over and I see a bike that looks like my bike. And I park my car and I walk over there. And my bike is back after, <laughs> like, a, it was seriously like eight or nine days. The bike just magically reappeared yes. on this bike rack. So your bike was so shitty <laughs> that somebody was like, I can't believe it's, it's like what Chad and I did with dogs. <laughs> Oh, it's exactly what I tell my kids while they'll never get kidnapped when they were younger. <laughs> I said, they'll, they'll make it halfway around the block and then let you out. 
<laughs> and another interesting part is the most expensive part on my bike is the bike seat. I bought it from this old guy on Craigslist who bought like this gigantic cushion seat for it. Um, hemorrhoid so, seat. Those are called hemorrhoid yeah, seats. So I had been taking that brazzers, off. Brazzers, brazzers, <laughs> brazzers. Whenever I parked the bike, I had been taking that off and bringing it inside with me. So when someone stole the bike, there was no seat on the bike. When the bike was returned, there was a seat on the bike, just there. <laughs> so yeah, I brought, I took the bike, I brought it inside, put it in our storage locker, and I left a note outside. I taped it to the wall. It was like, "Hey, I have a lot of questions, but thanks, I guess." I That's here's so the thing: great. Have you at all considered the fact that you? I mean, you obviously don't watch movies. This is how international thrillers start. <laughs> Somebody steals your seatless bike, returns it. Did you lift the seat up and make sure there was like not like a map or like a, a thumb drive oh, jammed yeah, down left, into the I seat hole? I left hole? the seat out there by the note. I was like, here's, I have a lot of questions, but thanks, I guess. Here's your seat back that you probably stole from someone else. Okay, so now we're going from Bicycle. bicycles. We're going from bicycles to cars. Yep, stepping it up. Tell us about cars, Hay Bales. <laughs> so, uh, Hay Bales, I was reading online that you've seen a car. Tell me about that. <laughs> Justin, uh, these things with four wheels, thoughts? <laughs> so the studio we share, we use to record this show, we share with a company called Zone Coverage. You might know them from being the fucking clowns who accidentally uploaded a twins <laughs> podcast onto our feed. If you are one of the thousand people who messaged us, I was psyched for a bonus episode. What's this shit? Yeah, w one guy messaged me. I was so excited for a bonus episode, turned it on and had to listen to two assholes talking about nothing when I had hoped for a different two assholes talking about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we share the studio with Zone Coverage, uh, founder Tom Schreier. The studio is located in the North Loop in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, Tom lives about 10 or 11 blocks from the studio. So because I'm here so often, he gave me a parking pass for his apartment and has been letting me park my car there while I'm working for the last six months. Tom, so, real quick, Tom is a wonderful, wonderful great man. Great guy. He is the guy who lets us use this studio. He is a, a thoroughly wonderful human man. Keep going. Yeah, I so, met him at your wedding, Cy. Yeah. And I did get a vibe from him that if one of you go missing, he will be my first suspect. Okay. <laughs> He's that sort of nice. He's too nice. You're like, if you like were having a conversation with him, you could ask him a bunch of questions and slip a weird question in there and get like a real answer. You're like, where do you live? He's like, Minneapolis. How old are you? 30. What size skin tastes like? I don't know. I want to figure out. What do you think? Like that's, <laughs> you know, if you could probably trick him into revealing who he is, I would guess. So yeah, I've been parking my car there for probably about six months now without an issue. Um, one day we came down to record an episode for one of their shows, left, walked back to Tom's house, and when I got there, my car was gone. At first I was very confused. I thought maybe I parked somewhere else. I'm just running through the bases. Is it a wire lock situation? <laughs> Did you bring the steering wheel inside? <laughs> no, so I finally realized that the car had been towed. I find a sign in the parking lot that says where they take the cars when they tow them, and I call the number. I'm like, hey, I think you guys took my car, blah, blah, blah. They're like, where was it? What kind of car was it? And I tell them, and I'm like, 
why they tell me that they did take the car and I'm like, why did you take it? They're like, well, you're not allowed to park there. I'm like, well, the giant sticker hanging from my rearview min- window says differently. And they're like, oh, we'll look into that. And I'm like, well, can you bring me my car back if you see the sticker? And they're like, well, either way, you'll have to come get the car. So not super That's really cool. great. Yeah, super hey. helpful. <laughs> hey, here's our business model. We fuck up. <laughs> yeah. You still deal with it. Have you ever met a tow truck driver and been like, good dude? <laughs> yes, I have one time. I locked my keys in my car, and this guy was fantastic. Every tow truck driver looks like they eat ass against people's will. They're the worst people. Like, have you ever gone to get your car from a tow company? That's like, different, because they it, deal with angry people all day. Imagine that. You're dealing with people that hate you right when they see you. They don't even know you. And then but that's how you make your money. It's like being like, it's like feeling bad for those guys who buy up credit. You know, what's that? What's that? What's that dick who owns all the hospitals that made all his millions on uh, the credit? He owns uh, Denny Sanford, owns all the hospitals by us. Oh. Like, that, yeah, that's how he made all his money was buying people's bad credit. I had, I don't know about that stuff because I, I don't like being angry. Yeah. <laughs> But yet you're like, you know what? Give the people who took and towed your car and charged you $300, give them a break. It's been a hard day. (laughs) Give this woman with a chain wallet and an English bulldog tattoo on her throat, give her a break. She's been dealing with people who are upset that they have to pay $300 because they parked five minutes too long in in front of a Chipotle. Give her a break. You see that guy in the background, Stu? The one whose entire bald head is a spiderweb tattoo? Give this guy... You don't know how many normal people who spent their day spending too many extra minutes at the YMCA and now they have a $400 bill and, you know, they also have to pay for their kids' dental stuff. Yeah, I just... Relax. Stu has We're going to find you with a <laughs> bike seat stuck through your throat. <laughs> we really are. One can only hope. That's enough of this shit. So Hay Bales lost a bike and a car. We just wanted people to hear him talk. Let's get into it. I had more to the story. Okay. Yeah, please and finish the story. There's no way that's the end. It felt like the end. No way. All right, it felt like ready. the end. So they tell me where they're located, and it's about two miles from Tom's, just far enough where walking was not really an option and (laughs) two miles is not an option so the reason for that is i started to get concerned it was at least three and a half blocks away (laughs) so my concern was that i have two. what time of year was it hay bales this was about a month ago it was kind of warm out it was kind of warm a month ago was august i was wearing jeans and so but my concern was i have two parking passes hanging from my rearview mirror one for tom's and one for my apartment building my concern was that maybe i didn't switch them properly and even if i did these people, it's $250 I would owe them to get my car back if I didn't have the correct pass in the window. This is a tow company. Half of their business model is unlocking people's cars for them. My concern was they were going to just open the door and throw my pass on the floor or switch the passes, and then they could yeah. say, you owe us $250. You're going to get making a murderer for <laughs> sure So in I situation. wanted to get there quickly. So two miles, it would have taken me a half an hour. I wanted to get there faster. My favorite thing about this story so far is that you couldn't walk because you have sweaty thighs. (laughs) (laughs) 
So my solution was... Hay bale's thighs have immediately become Chad's tits. (laughs) Did Did you hear him? Back off the mic and go, God damn it. Yeah, why? Well, you asked to be a part of this, Hey Bales. This is not our fault. Podcast. You know you, you wanted to come. Stuff. You wanted to come with mommy and daddy out to dinner, and you should have realized they're not going to dinner. They're going to couples therapy, and now you're here. <laughs> okay. So my solution was to take one of those lime scooters that Cy loves so Fuck much. You these <laughs> the two miles. Too. These chodes. That just have like never, never ridden on anything electronic in their life. And they're like, I'm going to not wear a helmet and hop on a skinny ski with a motor in the back of it and go 20 miles per hour down a busy city street. Let me ask you something. Do you know what a chode is? Yeah. It's a wiener that's fatter than it is long. (laughs) That's true. Forever, I thought it was a taint. (laughs) I thought, oh, that I thought, the chode is the taint. I thought the chode was the taint. Okay. And when I figured out that a chode is like a tuna can dick, yeah. I, number one, couldn't stop laughing for like three days, but then also had to call people that I had called a chode and been like, hey, listen, I meant to get you at about a seven and I got you at about a nine. That's my fault. So I, like, I went through and... Went through like my yearbook and just saw, just saw <laughs> like all the pictures scene of people in that Billy I called Madison, who he's like, yeah, crossing it out. <laughs> when my so we use the word chode a lot, uh, my nephew and I, my adult nephew, who's been an audience on this podcast before, and uh, his father John would hear us use it a lot. And one day we were in the kitchen and we were calling somebody a chode and you could just hear John in the background talking to himself. He goes, what is a chode? (laughs) And then he pulls out his phone and he's on his phone for a few minutes. And then he just says to himself, not anybody else. He goes, I don't know if that's even possible. (laughs) And then he just leaves the room. (laughs) (laughs) So you're choding on one of these lime scooters, hay bales. So I'm on a lime and... The toad yard, whatever the hell, is in North Minneapolis. So not a lot of limes in North Minneapolis. So I get a little under halfway to the tow yard, otherwise known as just far enough away from downtown where you're not going to find another scooter and mine dies. So I'm in the (laughs) middle of a very busy intersection and the scooter fucking dies. So I'm pushing it the rest of the way and I'm now So now instead of walking (laughs) two miles, you are now riding a scooter for a mile and pushing a scooter. You couldn't just leave no, the scooter so, where you were at. So yeah, so I got I got through the intersection, put the scooter down, and said, "Fuck it, I'm calling an Uber." Scooter quits on me. I'm leaving it in the fucking intersection. <laughs> There's no well, way I'm to, pushing it to the sidewalk. You have to take a picture on the app to show that you properly parked it. Otherwise, they'll charge you more money. I'm going to take a picture of it and send them a message that says your chody little half bike ran out of ran out of juice. And now I've got to walk my thighs all the way to this tow yard. Yeah, but you know what? I think as a good idea, if you're going to send them that message, you have to add a parenthetical explanation of what a chode is. It's true. And I think honestly, the best I've ever heard is tuna can dick. Oh, it's a great exp- it's a great it's great it's a it's a strong visual bang the hell out of the sides never hit bottom <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I'm about a mile away from this tow company. We don't. I don't know Hay Bales as a storyteller yet. So I I do keep <laughs> feeling like this story is gonna end on Sarah. I like. I thought that was the end. So oh, I didn't. So now I find I say fuck it and I call an Uber. So I pull out my phone. I call an Uber and about two minutes pass and someone accepts the ride. Now they are Uber tells me they are four minutes away. All they have to do is go straight, turn left, go across the bridge, turn right, and they'll literally hit me. I'm right there. Instead, the Uber driver turns around, goes a mile the opposite direction to a much busier bridge, goes across that bridge, and then has to come all the way through that busy-ass intersection that I, the scooter died in to get to me. All in all, it takes about 15 minutes for this four-minute-away Uber to get to me. This is a real planes, trains, and automobiles uh, uh, tow so, yard yeah, We situation. are getting to that. So the Uber pulls Wait, up. getting to that? And it's some old woman in a minivan who pulls over, opens the door, I get in, and we say hi, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then she asked me how my day is going. And up until that point, I had had a pretty decent day. Been a good day. It's nice out, whatever. It's fun. I then explained to her that I'm on my way to a tow yard to pick up a car that was towed for absolutely no reason, and I didn't even want to be in this Uber because I wanted to take a scooter there, which died halfway there. You're just going to insult the lady? what if you got into this minivan and there was just a bunch of bike seats and Tupperware with a bunch of bracelets in it? <laughs> that would be so incredible. I've been waiting for you, hay bales. So she The mission says, begins now. <laughs> so her response is, wow, you're having a really bad transportation day. And I was like, yeah, I guess you could say that. And then she's like, sort of like that movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Wow. Perceptive old lady. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess. Clearly not wanting to talk to her. Then we're quiet for about 45 seconds to a minute, and we pull up to a red light. And she's quiet. And slowly turns towards me, puts her arm on the passenger seat, turns around, looks me right in the eye and says, if they made planes, trains and automobiles today, what kind of wacky shenanigans do you think they would get into? <laughs> and then proceeds to start listing. Did she pitch you a movie? She pitched me a movie. Oh, I love it. And the movie was basically my life up until that point with a car getting towed. Uh, her, the Uber would have canceled right before it got to me. Um, she said they would drive a Tesla that would die halfway there. Um, Obviously. A, a one of those scooters, <laughs> but the wheels would fall off. And then she started pitching me characters who she thought could be I in the movie. love it. She thought Jonah Hill too. should be uh, John Candy. No, which she should be John Candy. <laughs> Five stars. Five stars. Five stars for this Uber driver. And I was just sort of doing the pleasant head nod, like, yeah, let's fucking get this over with. But she just kept on going, kept spitting fucking planes, trains, and automobiles, 2K, whatever. <laughs> Terrible. Um, end of the story, though, I did get my car back, and the <laughs> sticker was in the fucking window, bright yellow sticker, and I walked in, and I was not very pleasant to the lady because I. So that is the end. That is the end of the story. Sai's face right now is so fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> because I have a feeling there's going to be a new ending to this story, and it's him killing you. <laughs> well, you've ruined it with the planes, trains, and automobiles guess. 
Well, it's because I'm bright. Right? That's about as bright as an Uber driver. As in about a as bright exactly as an Uber driver in a minivan. As bright as an Uber driver. Now, so this is what I've been waiting for the whole episode. Yeah, it was just like it was almost like a. You and I wanted one thing. We wanted this next story. But I but wanted. I we wanted needed people to learn stories. who he was. <laughs> I wanted two stories first to get everybody to understand his cadence. Yes. To understand how he tells stories. So nothing is lost in this one. That's exactly right. And I feel like we accomplished that. Hey, Bales. Mm-hmm. Your father passed away in December. Yes, that is correct. Now I'd like you to finish that story. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so first things first, they're both laughing because they both have dead dads. <laughs> And I need everybody. Wow. I need everybody to buckle. Well, one of them has a past dad, and the other one has an allegedly dead dad that might be plotting something. Uh, sure. This uh, this this will be a little heavy. So so let's let's jump in. Hey. So, right. my father passed away in December of last year, and his first name is. His first name is Mike. Yes, Mike Haybales. Mike Haybales. Okay. I didn't have a great relationship with Mike. We had a bit of a falling out last year that was sort of the end of a 20. I'm 24, so it was the end of about 22 years of not a great relationship, and it finally came to a head last year. Do you think that's he, what killed him? <laughs> <laughs> did, he hey. die, did he die of a broken heart? <laughs> <laughs> hey, and before we get any messages about this bullshit, <laughs> this is supposed to be a funny podcast. So you're going to have to deal with me being uncomfortable. And this was Justin's idea. Yeah, we did it. not. We did not beg him to tell this story. So Chad and I can only react in one way, and that's we, uh, with insecurity and projection. Him. We didn't beg him, but we're so appreciative that he's doing yeah. it. Okay. So Mike Mike Haybales. Passes away from a broken heart. Yes. Shortly after, <laughs> shortly after a final falling out after a rough twenty years. Yes. What was the final falling out? Do you, can we know what that is? Yeah. So basically, our my entire life, I felt like he never. We never really had much in common, and we never really connected on a whole lot of things. A large chunk of my childhood, it felt like he was making decisions that a single person would make without any kids and wasn't really considering how his life choices would affect me um, sure. and sort of only came around my life when it was convenient for him. Yes, Chad? Now, did you all, did you ever figure out why that was? We sort of, so last year was a lot of, we we talked about it and I told him, like, I never really felt like I had a dad. I never felt like I had that proper relationship with you. And he, he admitted that he had some shortcomings as a person. I think it's just the way his brain prioritized things. And he just wasn't a good decision maker. Um, he was always a really, really good friend, but not a great relative. He was the guy you would call if you needed help moving for the weekend and you pay him with a case of beer. So he's like an uncle. Ba ba he's basically he's a fun uncle. uncle. He yeah. would be a really fun uncle to have, not a okay. great dad. So okay. all of this sort of came to a head. You were looking for year. a Mike Haybales and you got an Uncle Ronnie. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so he dies last December of, he did die of a cardiac event, so it could have I been feel a, a lot worse about that joke. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, so I, I love it. 
Um, that was rough. That was not a super fun time, as one can imagine, uh, mm-hmm. sitting through the funeral. And I was tasked with going through his apartment and separating his belongings. And Wait, what? Yeah, not that wasn't a whole lot of fun. You had to, go, like... <laughs> What yes. do you mean separating belongings? Did you unfold his socks? Like, do- <laughs> we donated basically all of his clothing to a men's shelter. Um, okay. We took a lot of stuff to the Salvation Army. We gave. Did everything you look at, did it just be like, oh, fucking sure took good care of these baseball cards? Wish I was a baseball card. Yeah, it was, honestly, it was a lot of that. Um, but yeah, donated. We donated a lot of his belongings. God, he's um, had these pants for 16 years. <laughs> So yeah, that wasn't super fun and it's it's taken a while to sort of come to grips with accepting that a positive loving relationship with a father was something that I was never going to have and I've spent a large chunk of this year accepting that and moving on with my life and dealing with stuff. So you so but you did get to that point you told I did us. get to that point. You processed it all after yes. cleaning out his apartment. Yes. And you got to the point where you made peace with this situation. Yes. And you are ready to move forward with your life. Yes. Which seems like a wonderful thing. And then <laughs> So yes, I ac- Justin, what happened? I accepted the fact that there was a lot of questions I was never going to get answers to and I was moving on. Then A few weeks ago, my very lovely mother came up to Minneapolis for a weekend. And she is, let's be super clear, everything you've told Chad and I, she is excellent. She's a wonderful mother. She's fantastic. Um, Came up to visit earlier this month, or last month, whatever, and spent the weekend here. We went to a concert on Saturday. We went out to eat with my girlfriend. Um, We spent Sunday, it was week one of the NFL season, so we watched football. I made brats. Um, we put together a futon frame uh, for our uh, apartment. It was great. It was just a That's super, just some classic family shit right there. It was just right a there. super really chill, is. super chill day. It's about 6.30. It's about time. She's got a four-hour drive home back to where I'm from. And she tells my girlfriend, Molly, that she has something that she needs to tell me while I'm in the bathroom. I come back out, and my mother's crying and Molly looks like someone was just murdered in front of her face. And I am very confused and concerned. Can and I make a guess? 100%. Go for it. Did they bury Mike in a pet cemetery? <laughs> 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 they did not. Um, what my mother proceeded to tell me was that Mike Bailey was not my biological father. And yes. it was... Oh, boy. It was actually some fucking guy named Pat that I've never met. And that, yeah, that's... So your mom ended a big-time family day with a Maury Povich. Uh, Yeah, exactly. This bitch ate your free food (laughs) before she dropped this on you? Yeah, all my brats, I I got potato salad, macaroni (laughs) salad, I got beer, Uh, went through all of that before. That's too many carbs. Um, (laughs) So she just dropped on you, hey, the guy you've been grieving and developing a complex over, not your dad, it's another man named Pat. Another guy named Pat. So I understandably needed a minute and Mm -hmm. laughed. I took a walk around the block to just sort of compose myself. Um, Oh, I didn't know you were such a wimp. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, honestly, I spent a whole a lot of the watch. I, I just, Im, I just imagine, <laughs> I just imagine Hay Bales gets this terrible news, and he's like, "I'm gonna go outside," and he walks outside, and he's like, "I'm gonna take a bike ride," and then he looks, <laughs> and there's his and, seatless bike, and Mike is standing right where the bike used to be. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I take a walk. I have Molly come meet me in the parking lot to sort of regroup um, mm-hmm. and figure out what the fuck just happened. Make a plan. Um, and yeah, so we went back in and we had a discussion. And what came of that discussion is that when I was three, my so Mike and my mom got divorced when I was like three or four years old. It was a long process, three or four years old. Okay. During the divorce, this news came out. I'm not exactly sure on a timeline in which Mike found out. I have a question. Okay. How long were Mike and your mom married? I don't know exactly. At least a decade. They got married sometime in the 80s. Um, my mom graduated in 84, so maybe like 87. I so didn't know this I part. didn't know this part yeah. either. So you're, so they and got, I don't know how better to put this, but you're an affair baby. I am an affair baby. Yes, I am. Oh, my God. This sucks so much better. I didn't know that. So, yeah, I am. So they're getting divorced when you're three or four. Yeah, so to address the affair baby thing, that was not, obviously, all of this was shocking. All of this blew my fucking mind in a way that will never happen again. But I did tell my mom. Hey, 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 hey. Don't say that shit. Yeah. (laughs) That is an invitation for a life-changing event. Do not say never happen again. Also, do you think Mike was suspicious when your first words were Pat? <laughs> My first words were actually pumpkin, but... Um, oh, fucking sh- <laughs> let's, let's end this show. I don't want to do this show anymore. So I did, I did tell my mom that... Um, watching my father, or Mike, be in relationships throughout my life, I it was exhausting. Our, our relationship was exhausting, so I can only imagine what it was like to be married to him or be in a romantic relationship with him. Yeah. So while I'm not crazy about the fact that I'm an affair baby, I did tell my mom I can understand how something like this <laughs> can happen. Um, I'm not exactly sure on... The timeline in which Mike found out, I think... I would guess. What day did they get divorced on? <laughs> so, he, <laughs> so he found out for sure during the divorce. I'm not sure if he was suspicious or whatever happened leading up to that. But so during the divorce, there was a DNA test done. More, I told you, Maury Povich. <laughs> there was yeah, a DNA exactly. test that proved I was Pat's child and not Mike's child. So... M- Holy shit. So Mike knew. So Mike knew. At, when you were when four, I was three years or four years old. Years old that he wasn't really your dad. Yes. He found out for sure at that point. Now, do you think that contributed to him not giving a fuck about you for the rest <laughs> of your life? Oh, 100%. Okay. Hun- that's what the last like three weeks has been. And does that, does that make you look at your relationship? Like, I'm not saying you should give Mike any credit, but does that make the fact that he was even a fun uncle to you? Oh, definitely. Does that make you go, oh, man, at least he was a fun uncle as opposed to why wasn't this guy my father? Exactly. So um, during the divorce, there's this DNA test that's done that proves 100% without a doubt I am Pat's kid. During this time, every single member of my immediate family is also told about this. What? And Except 
they uncles, didn't tell one person. Who was it? They did not tell me. Yeah, that's they true. Made, they did not tell you. Yeah, they, they told made, everybody but you. The person they they made the know. decision to tell literally everybody except me. And I just have a, sort I have of one question for you. Yeah, go for it. How hard did you punch your mother in the face? <laughs> I did not. I had a lot of words for her, though. Um, so it, the decision were was they made. all the same word? <laughs> Why? Yeah, I during was, this whole I lost track of time during all of this. <laughs> um, this started probably around six thirty. I know this for a fact because I am a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Week one of the NFL season, they were playing against the New England Patriots, and I really wanted to watch that game. This conversation started during pregame. I put oh. the game on mute, and then the next three hours, I found out that my entire life was a lie, and the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers were absolutely fucking destroyed by the New England Patriots in front of my eyes on mute. Do you yeah, think that. that you lost track of time because Mike never bought you a walk? <laughs> so <laughs> when I'm... <laughs> also, just so you know something, there's a good, great chance you're a superhero. Because this is the kind of beginning of a superhero story. Yeah, or a super villain. Yeah, one of the two. This is, it's an origin story at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> so when I'm four years old, the decision is made that Mike is going to raise me as if I was his. And they make that decision during his the what, divorce. <laughs> Burn. They make the, while they're getting divorced, this guy decides to raise you as his own. Apparently, that's that's crazy. when this decision was made, and everyone is let in on the secret. I would give I give Mike a pat on the back for that honestly. I do too. Yeah. I know a couple other stories where where men find out that their kids are not their kids and they split. I mean, I'm talking split split. So, uh, I kudos, kudos to uh, And honestly, hey Bales, I have friends whose dad knew his kids were their kids and he still split. <laughs> oh, is that me? <laughs> oh man. You like you were looking at hay bales and then you looked right at me and I was like, I wonder who that. Oh shit, that's me. That's me. All right. Wait. So, does everybody in your family knows? Does Pat know at this point? So I'm unclear on the timeline in which he found out. Um, I'm not sure if he knew right that's, from the jump. That's big information. Or if he found out when I was four or whatever. I'm or not. like maybe maybe your mom had lunch at Pat's house and dinner at your house. <laughs> now, here's, <laughs> here's a question. Um, the car that got towed, where did you get that? Oh, my God. So, yeah, earlier this year, I... My car reached the end of its life, and I needed to get a new one. So I decided to sell my car and put that money towards a new one. My mom said she knew a guy who was selling a car, and I was like, great, I need one of those. So <laughs> I give her my car, she sells the car, and gets me a new one. That car is from a guy named Pat. Otherwise sure known as my father. You so I've been driving my father's car <laughs> for the last four months, completely unknowing. And if you need to ever sell a car that has admittingly come to the end of its life, you give it to a woman who has lied to her child about who her father <laughs> is to sell it. Because she's going to have the cold heart to do that. Do you think when your dad agreed to let you buy that car for a moment, he thought to himself, there you go, Pat. Out there being a dad. 
Now, can I ask you a question that uh, I honestly, I know the answer to this, and I know our audience is, isn't going to believe it, but what is Pat's last name? Pat's last name is Daniels. Pat Daniels! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! This is the greatest reveal of all time. How? Oh, my God. And do we... Now, we haven't done any research on it, but honestly, this behavior feels familiar. Like, if you were on this podcast and I mentioned, I got a car, I, I got my car stolen, and you were like, my dad stole a car and sold it to his old son. I'd be like, that checks out. That I know this isn't your dad, but is there any... Do you have any relatives in the where's where's Pat from? Hey Bales? Uh southern Wisconsin, northern Illinois. But he well, lived in Oklahoma is, for a this while. This is where I come in and let you know, hey Bales, that I fucked your mom. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> my your name mom, is Pat your mom, Danger you bring Daniels. your mom, you bring your mom to a show of Chad's. Chad's walks on stage, she goes, Why is Pat on stage without his mustache? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna tell you this. Uncle Ronnie <laughs> Yep. His wife, her name is Patty. And I'll tell you what goes on in my family, some crazy shit like that. <laughs> because I have an aunt I get named Donna and named her kid Don. And so don't think that Patty wouldn't name her son Pat. <laughs> don't think there's not a rogue Pat Daniels running around out there. I cannot believe this shit. That is so fascinating to me that you could be somehow also related to Uncle Ronnie. <laughs> If I had any desire to be uh, an impressive human, I would have done some back work to find out if there was any connection at all. But yeah, I but we, we can't do that yet. We need to leave that for the future mm -hmm. because Haybales needs to uh, figure out what he wants to do with this information and blah, blah, blah. But I am going to figure out what's going on. Have you, done, have you had a sit down with Pat D yet? I have not. So, okay, so still, still, all you have is this information and... Each it was like for a couple weeks. Each day you were finding out. Hey, Aunt Lisa knows. Like <laughs> yeah, you were just so, finding new people that knew. So as of right now, I'm up to about 18 confirmed people who have known from 18. 18 people. Also, who have, can I just quick say? I thought you for sure were going to say 18 confirmed kills <laughs> over this story. <laughs> so yeah, 18 people for sure. <laughs> Um, it seems like Mike was pretty loose with this information, except when it came to me. Um, I want you to really quick take a moment and appreciate the fact that we just let you say loose after this entire story, and neither Chad or I took a, took a <laughs> stab at that joke. I also want you to know that, of course, Mike told everybody, because people would be like, oh, Mike, you're being pretty mean to Justin, and he'd drag him in the closet and go, he's not even my fucking kid, shut your mouth. <laughs> You think I want to be here on Thanksgiving? You think I want to fucking be here on Thanksgiving? I got another fucking family to deal with right now. Goddamn, where's Pat? Anyone know where Pat is? Selling cars in fucking northern Illinois. That's where Pat is, for sake. Dude, I, I'm going to tell you something right now. When you meet Pat, you have to wear a suit and tell him you have a good job. And if at the end of it, he asks you for money, we are related. <laughs> That's an absolute fact. Do you have any big questions for Pat? Uh, I guess this isn't like, if you could ask, this is a, not an Oprah thing, but like, do you know, have you been making like a list in your phone? Like, listen here, motherfucker, where were you on this day? Like, do you have anything like specific listed out? Not really. Um, I don't, as of right now, I don't really have any strong feelings towards Pat. Um, I don't. Well, that checks out. I don't really 
I don't find him at fault necessarily in a lot of this. Um, yeah, your I'm, mom is 100% to blame on this. I've, I'm not really, <laughs> like I said earlier, I've come to grips with the fact that I just wasn't going to have a dad. So I'm not looking for a dad anymore. <laughs> If You've this would come to grips two times, and I have not said brazzers, brazzers, <laughs> bra and that's because this is important. Also, it's easy for you not to have. I don't. It's not easy, but it's easy to come to grips with that when every week on Mondays you have two daddies. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You have one daddy and a daddy that acts like a mommy. Yep. <laughs> And if you're, I don't know which one's which. <laughs> I honestly don't know which one's which. I think you can uh, make an argument both ways. Hey, Bales, I'm going to say this. Justin, um, I really, really appreciate you sharing that story. Uh, I know you've got some stuff to work through. That, so I'm being heartfelt right now. I'm not going to make any jokes. Um, I hope that you do figure out the questions you want to ask, because I think this is an important time to kind of collect all that information. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that I can speak for Sai as well, that we are both here for you. Yep. Uh, if you need anything, and uh, and we both love you, and I'm feeling emotional right now. Yeah, uh, you know, hey, Bills, I do love you, and I just wanted to say to Sai that also um, I gotta go. And I love you so much, hey, Bills, that I'm not gonna take umbrage with the way that Chad summed up this show and ended it. How about that? Well, it's, pr it's probably because you tried to say umbrage and said umbrage like the professor from Harry Potter. <laughs> I do think it's Pat's fault. <laughs> hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. <laughs>